there are different carriers. And so I'm, I'm fortunate because I'm appointed with some of these. So sometimes I'll actually pull it up online. If we were sitting at your house right now, I could pull it for one or more carriers. For one thing, ideally, I shopped at some to get a feel for it. Uh, but I'll pull, and, and a lot of the big carriers that you see on TV that are, that are advertised, for example, life insurance, I didn't even know. And or some of them that are even property and casualty, some of them have these solutions. But uh, I'll pull this up. And there's typical demographic things, your, your zip code, uh, your age, your, sometimes they want to know what state you were born, where you were born, there the smoking status, that kind of stuff. And then there will be some underwriting questions about, have you been in the hospital? Have you had a diagnosis of any of these? So there, there's traditional underwriting. Sometimes though, I mean, literally it, it's, there's a lot of different options. The other thing I would offer is sometimes I get just basic demographic data and I can call kind of these clearing houses and they will shop multiple carriers for me to kind of find it. And then once I found one in the night, we can get together and uh, refine the refine the policy for you. But there's, you know, I, you asked about the underwriting and that's the thing. There's a series of underwriting questions having to do it. It's basically your health, your, your lifestyle and health things, but it's not excessive or exorbitant. Typically you're going to sign something that will allow them to check your medical records because they want to know, right? They want to make sure. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with a returning guest, Tom Basie from Basie Insurance. We're going to speak about long-term care. Tom, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you, please. Certainly. Number one, thanks, Ed, for having me on again. It's a pleasure visiting with you. My name is Tom Basie with Basie Insurance. I'm an independent insurance broker, so I'm not captive with any carrier. I'm appointed with a lot of different carriers, so what I like to do is help people find solutions that work for them. Yes, I'm looking forward to talking about long-term care for a little bit of background. My previous background, I worked in corporate America for almost 30 years. I was an engineer and a project manager, but several years ago, I made a transition. And so now I offer these, you know, I don't do all insurance. I don't protect your car and home with bundles. I don't do any property and casualty. I just do some uh, health and life type solutions, but that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, looking into long-term care, this is really scary. You can <laughs> lose everything because of getting sick and needing assistance in your elderly or whenever you need this. Uh, what is the best way to, or let's reword that. How should one navigate the long-term care system because it's very tricky, Tom. Mm -hmm. It is, but so let's let's talk about a couple things. Number one, I think you should understand what long-term care is, and we can talk about that. Then, to your point, there are multiple different options to address that. 
And then depending on where you are, actually, here's one of the things, not unlike, it's very analogous to a life insurance policy that is, hey, you're like, you want life insurance. Well, let's figure out what you need, right? How much coverage do you need? How, you know, and so, so I think it's similar. So I think people feel relatively comfortable with life insurance. They understand they're, they're actually not everyone understands the different types, be it term or whole life, but it's kind of like that there's different ways or different types of policies you can get. But I think the starting point might be, what do you think you're going to need? So let me throw out a couple of stats for you. So number one, Depending on where you look, and you know, stats can vary all the time, but I can say two out of three people or maybe 75% of people who turn 65 and above are expected to need some long-term care. So in other words, to your point, I hate to be scary about it. That's saying ideally, if we prepare, we want, it's not as scary, but it is likely someone's going to need some long-term care. Now, let me share a little bit more with you. Um, statistically, I believe I can say this in the U.S., guys use a uh, uh, just under three years on average of long-term care. Now, the bad side of that is that, number one, that's an average, right? There, there are pros and cons that. The good news is, well, that doesn't sound like much. I guess the bad news is, statistically, that sounds like maybe you don't last much longer. Now, there's certainly, there'll be some that get out of it. My point is, if you're going to try to size this, you seems like if the average is that, maybe you want to go a little bit more, right? If the average is three, depending on maybe the longevity in your, in your family lineage, ladies actually last another year or so longer. Ladies ex expect to last more. Now, again, similar life insurance, well, they're liable to cost a little bit more. Actually, that's counterintuitive because they're going to cost the insurance company more. So as a general rule, male or female, think about how much you'd like to be covered. And to your point, that's the thing. Ideally, you've got some kind of savings that you built over time or retirement. The problem is if you need long-term care, and we'll talk about more what it is, oh, crap, when you do that, it is expensive to do that. So with these policies, not like a life insurance policy, you, you can decide how much you want per month, for example. You can say, give me a lump sum like a life insurance policy, or you can say, I'd like this benefit for X number of years. So I'm just going to throw myself out there. I have one on myself, and I have four years worth of coverage available to me. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw this number out. I think this is right. Uh, and this thing at various states, I think I did mine for $5,000 a month. So in theory, if I need it, and we don't know if I'll need it or not, but if, if it kicks in, and we'll talk more about what long-term care is and how you qualify. If it kicks in, I think that I have four years, it'll pay uh, $5,000 a month. Now, your five, if I survive that, it's done, it's over. So then I'm going to be eating the savings or what. But that's just kind of an example. So instead of a life insurance, well, I have life insurance too, but my point is Tom has a long-term care policy himself that will provide four years of coverage at a given benefit amount. And I'll, and I'll tell you this, I think that cost me about $100 a month. But also like life insurance, the sooner you buy it, the younger you are, the cheaper it's going to cost. It gets really expensive the longer you wait. So I'll stop right there. So so what age should you think about having long-term insurance? You, well, again, I, I'll use the life insurance analysis. It kind of depends on the individual. The, the younger you address this, the better off you are. Um, you know, some experts will tell you in your 50s, and that clearly that's uh, that's just you can't argue with that. Actually, I think you should consider before that 40s, maybe. I don't know that you need your 30s. If you can afford it, it won't cost that much. So maybe it's something to think of. But I mean, clearly in the 40s or 50s, is where you really ought to consider it. Once you start getting into the 60s, it's going to be more expensive. That's the thing. It gets real expensive if you wait. So I'm going to, I'm going to, for you, for the, your audience, I'm going to say in your 40s. Yeah, because I've heard different stories on yeah. that. Some say you should wait right up till the point. Uh, but yeah, you can lock in savings if you're actually doing it at a younger age. Exactly. So how how do those premiums work on long-term care? Uh, do you pay till a certain amount or is it until you die, you pay a premium on this? Well, great question. 
I don't know that we have time to get into the entirety of this, but that's a great question. So let me answer that in a terse fashion. Number one, as, as I hinted out, even like in life insurance, there's different forms. So in other words, a term policy is the most simplest form of life insurance where you're going to pay 10 years, 20 years, or 30 years. And if you die during that time, then your beneficiary will get whatever the monies you got, right? That's the simplest one. But there are more complex versions of life insurance, similarly for long-term care. So my point is you can get a long-term care-specific policy and you actually have some payment options. So you can say it's going to be a, a seven pay or to age 65 so that you can dial it in similarly. And if you need long-term care, it'll pay for it. Conversely, you actually can do some other stuff. You can actually get a life insurance policy. And so it'll have the life insurance uh, scenarios or variables as well. And you can have a long-term care rider. So you, is it, of course, it costs more to have that on there, but you can do that. So you can kind of, it's a combo burrito, if you will. So you're covering both life insurance in it. And there's even the other solutions, they call them hybrid. So they're kind of in between the two. Because one thing I would remark to you, and, and, and not one of these products is op, the obvious one for everybody. You just got to understand how they work and understand everybody's system or scenario. But my point is, in a hybrid system, you can kind of get the best of both worlds and it'll be flexible. And so you so they're they're flexible life insurance on how much you contribute, how much you pay. They're they're very flexible solutions. I don't want to I don't want to get off into the weeds, but the good news is you can decide what you want to pay per month, like a life insurance policy, or you can decide how much you need in a lump sum or a uh, maybe a monthly benefit. I kind of lend towards a monthly benefit because you can you can go online and figure out in your state and or in your metropolitan area or rural area, you can find out what the average costs are. Now, now the other thing you talked about, here's the thing. There's actually options in these things because there are at least some of these solutions. Well, I'm not I'm in my 50s. I'm not going to need this for 20, 30 years. Well, what is, if, like I said, I think mine is for $5,000 a month. Is that going to be enough in 20 or 30 years? So actually, there's even options where you can put a growth on there, like a, a, a an inflation rider on there to grow. Again, that'll cost more. So that's saying all these things can cost more, but we can size them for you. The closer, the closer, if you're only 10 years away, maybe you're not worried about inflation. If you're 20 or 30 years out, maybe you should consider inflation. You can even dial that in. You can say, give me a 1%, 2%, 3% inflation rate growth. So my message is there are different products to address this and there are different ways to do it. I'll stop there, but I would like to, I'd like to consider the prospect of defining a little bit about what long-term care is and how one uh, qualifies. Yeah, that that's probably really uh, wise to do that because it's really tricky. There's different aspects to it. Mm -hmm. Would you please define long-term care and the different aspects of mm -hmm. long-term care? So there's a spectrum of care available that we won't talk about at length, but it's everything from just having somebody come into a home to maybe some independent living, assisted living. There's all different ways that depends on the needs of the individual. And that's the thing, the needs is the most important one. Long-term care is when you're no longer to, to do certain things, and I'll get specific industry definition on it, then you need some help. Sometimes it can be cognitive. So if somebody can't be left alone, well, suddenly they're in need of long-term care. Or if they can't do, often it's two of the six activities of daily living, which are dressing and bathing, toileting, transferring, which means getting from the bed to a wheelchair or wheelchair to uh, continence, if they can't maintain continence, uh, and, and eating. So if anybody can't do two of those six, then they will qualify. So either for cognitive or for whatever reason, and, and unfortunately, debilitating diseases or viruses is why someone gets to that point. But if you get to that point, then you qualify for long-term care. And you're and if you have one of these protections, then your benefits will kick in. And some of the, that's the thing. You can, many people would prefer to stay at home. 
and so this allows you to do this. And depending on what kind of policy you get, often it's going to pay. It's 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 an indemnity that'll pay you. It doesn't necessarily pay them. You could arrange to get paid, but my point is, it allows you the flexibility to pick where you're going to receive that care. But so long-term care is that when you can no longer do those, or you need to be, you need to uh, have someone around you, and and these policies pay for that once that criteria is met. So that was one of my questions about, can you have that care at home and be eligible for the same you can. benefit? And that, let me remark about that a little cool. bit. So number one, sure. the thing is, some people think this is taken care of by other things. It's not. For example, one of the classic things people think of is Medicare. No, Medicare is really health related. And so actually Medicare will pay for a nurse to come in and, and address a wound for you or something like that, but they're not they're not paying this person to come in and, and cook meals or feed you or help you get to the, that's out, that's out of scope of Medicare. So many people make the mistake and they think they're covered. Typically you're not covered unless you have one of these policies. Um, I want to make a point here. You said that uh, the other thing I would remark is actually, I believe I can say this. I think Washington is the first state and there are other states that are looking to start mandating that people address this in one form or another. That's an interesting scenario. So check with your state over time because the government's starting to recognize the need for this. And so sometimes, yeah. like, I think I can say this for Washington state. I think I can say they've implemented something so that maybe through your employer or you, they're going to say, we're going to provide a state level one. You can go and do one on your own if you prefer. But if you don't, they're going to have you do something. No, it's not unlike retirement. They're kind of saying it's imperative you address this one way or the other. But you may, you asked a great question. I want to I want to answer it correctly here. Let's see. So we talked about um, what it is, how to qualify for it. Oh, and, and then uh, and that's the thing. You said, can you get it home? Unfortunately, statistically, there's a daughter or a daughter-in-law or a wife or some family member that ends up providing in-house care. And that's and so they're going to lose their, their income. So depending on your point of view, it's kind of income protection as well. But so yes, you can get one of these policies and you can pay whoever that person is that's going to provide care. So that's the beauty of these policies. It'll, it gives you the flexibility to do that. So because if you do that, if you're, you have your son, your, your daughter, whoever is going to, going to take care of you, they're going to potentially lose. There's some bad statistics on that. If it, to, from being a care provider is actually a very negative impact on your health long term. And so, uh, yes, you can, it allows you to do, or if you've got the policy in place, you can go and live in an assisted living nursing home and it, it pays for it. So either way, it's kind of, it protects multiple people, right? It, it protects the, the legacy, the retirement savings of the person perhaps, and it protects their care, their loved ones who might have to provide care by having that financial safety net. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask about is Medicare will pay for some things but only for so long correct uh i what is it 100 days and then on the 101st day your coverage ends it what, depends what on is, which what is that but, about well i don't know that i can get into the specifics on how many days and which one it is but what i would offer is long-term care doesn't for example there's actually been what, ne what Medicare will do is some skilled nursing. So it'll pay for that. So that some people think of that. Skilled nursing is when you're in it. It'll pay for some of that and it'll go to zero. And then actually in-home care or long-term care, sometimes it'll pay for some of that, but only so long. Sometimes it depends on the scenario, 90 days or 180 days, actually, I believe. So I, I'm ill-prepared to tell you the specifics on exactly which one it will do. But right. my point is it's simply, you can't rely on it for multi-year right. care. When, and that's when care means somebody helping you get dressed, somebody helping you get out of bed, physical things, right. cleaning, 
So, so Tom, when you're underwriting these policies, what are some of the specifics that you have to get into with the people to really underwrite the policy for them? You know, what I would offer is this. There are different carriers. And so I'm, I'm fortunate because I'm appointed with some of these. So sometimes I'll actually pull it up online. If we were sitting at your house right now, I could pull it for one or more carriers. For one thing, ideally, I shopped at some to get a feel for it. Uh, but I'll pull, and, and a lot of the big carriers that you see on TV that, uh, that are advertised, for example, life insurance, I didn't even know. And or some of them that are even property and casualty, some of them have these solutions. But uh, I'll pull this up. And there's typical demographic things, your, your zip code, uh, your age, your, sometimes they want to know what state you were born, where you were born. There's the smoking status, that kind of stuff. And then there will be some underwriting questions about, have you been in the hospital? Have you had a diagnosis of any of these? So there are, there's traditional underwriting. Sometimes though, I mean, literally it, it's, there's a lot of different options. The other thing I would offer is sometimes I get just basic demographic data and I can call kind of these clearing houses and they will shop multiple carriers for me to kind of find it. And then once I found one, then the night we can get together and uh, refine the, refine the policy for you. But there's, you know, I, you asked about the underwriting and that's the thing. There's a series of underwriting questions having to do it. It's basically your health, your, your lifestyle and health things, but it's not, excessive or exorbitant typically you're going to sign something that will allow them to check your medical records because they want to know right they want to make sure but uh it's, so, it's so does, policy. does pre-existing conditions affect the premium amount oh yeah you would yeah pay? they can yeah <clears throat> it does and or it can let me put it that way and in fact here, let me clarify sometimes just your age in other words recently one of my siblings i was shopping at my so i had a sibling he was, uh, he's just over 70. His wife was significantly under 70 though. It was relatively easy to find a policy for her. Some of them wouldn't even insure him. Like, and when I go into the tool, I, if I type in that date of birth, like, no, nah, we got nothing for that guy. So I had to call and kind of shop for his and it just gets expensive. But my, so my point is age. Wow. So any, anything will affect the premium pre-existing. That, that's saying it won't necessarily uh, deny you. There may be certain dread diseases. If you've already got a diagnosis, maybe you can't get one anymore, right? But, but yes, all of that affects, all that affects how much you're going to pay. So I'm I'm 57 now, and I'm getting really close to that 60. Uh, I should really be considering shopping for one of these for me and my wife. Yeah. And uh, now, if it's me and my wife, do they give like a discount for both of us shopping together? Yes, and or you can even kind of do a combo sometimes. You can actually kind of buy a, a pooled amount of of. Uh, of years. So yes, it is available. So the, and so I'm, you know, you and I are having this conversation, I'm like, oh, we need to talk for this. So yes, after, after the podcast, let's, let's uh, set up a time and let me just generate, I'll generate some clothes so you can at least look at it. And that's another thing I would like to remark. What anybody should do is get with a, a licensed professional. Often what I find is they have to be licensed professional. Anyway. They, they, these carriers won't appoint someone to represent them unless they're licensed in the state. But you, yeah, let, let me shoot some uh, numbers for you and show the pricing on it and look across multiple carriers. But yes, if you're in that age demographic, I, and, and so I'll tell you, I, 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 now, of course, I don't live in the same zip code as you, but I bought mine. I think I was 55 and I think my wife was 53 and I cost a hundred dollars a month and she cost $160 a month. So she's two years younger than me, but that's because statistically they think she's going to last longer, you know? And so they do. Yeah. I would encourage you to shop yeah. it. And the other thing I would encourage you to do is look and see how much it costs. So there are what you can, you can use uh, search engines to find out cost of care and look at it in your zip code to get a feel for, uh, you know, and that's thing. Maybe if, if you and your wife vary on your longevity and your genetics, maybe you say, oh, I only want three years, Joe, you've got to get six. Everyone in your family, you know, whatever, you just decide on that. 
and let's just shop that and see what the pricing is. That's what I do for everybody. Yeah, I would be interested in doing that. Uh, I was very surprised to hear that 70% of people turning 65 will need some sort of long-term mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. and, and that's according to the Medicare uh, people at CMS. How how many people have to rely on Medicaid for something like this? And what is the difference if they have to... Well, that's a great question. So Medicaid will approximately make this an available to you. But one of the things that people don't like is you don't get a choice then. So if you rely on Medicaid, potentially this is going to, and let's be clear, Medicaid is for folks who have very limited resources to even qualify. But if someone qualifies for that, the good news is this will potentially be addressed for them. The bad news is they may not be able to choose a facility. And that really often what happens is at a given facility, there's a number of beds allocated for that. And so let's just say there's five to whatever the number is, 10, 10 different uh, facilities that might be able to provide this for someone in your area. And if, if five of those, five of the 10 are already full, and then the other five, there's two or three of those, uh, don't their, their beds, the Medicaid level beds are full, then you're, my place, your choices are very limited. So the good news is it, it will potentially uh, address that for you. Bad news is there's not a lot of choice. So it's, it's, it's slim pickings to do that. But there's a potential scenario where someone would be okay with Medicaid. It just can be tough. Yeah, well, you don't want to rely on the toughness. You want to actually mm -hmm. try to have that cushion at the end of mm -hmm. life. And many of us, we really think about it way too late. Yeah. So, yeah, I encourage people to shop for insurance. I, I was just blown away and devastated when I actually found out about you need a long-term care policy to actually address these things that will not be covered and you know i'm i'm owning my own property all of that i i really need to think about how long i need this coverage for so my property is actually in an estate instead of somebody taking it yeah. Uh, and and that's what happens in the end. If you don't plan properly or if you're not a millionaire and can't just pay for the things mm -hmm. that you need, they'll take everything that you have in the end. And what I found out is it doesn't matter if uh, your wife lasts after you or not they're going to attach everything before she dies anyway. So I, I found that kind of harsh, but that's the reality of the matter. Well, and, but I, what I would like, what I like what you're saying is everybody that's married needs to consider you're not going to die on the same day. Statistically, you might, right. That would be very romantic, I guess. But in other words, you got to take care of each other and you want, you don't want that person to suffer further. Once you pass away, we're all going to pass away one day, but you'd like them to be comfortable. And so that's the thing insurance ideally helps you sleep better at night not keep you up at night so that's you try to size it so that it's comfortable with you you don't want too big a premium that, that that's a problem for you but you want a big enough premium that the benefits enough that it makes you feel better about it you know i mentioned me and my wife are at 100 160 my older siblings who are over 10 years older than me their associated price is going to be like 800 a thousand bucks a month so it's just there's this there's a curve so the younger wow. you start it 
it, yeah. yeah, it's significant. So the younger you start, the better off you are as far as pricing on the premium. Yeah. Is there anything important that people should know about Medicare insurance and long-term care? Well, I just, that we haven't covered. That we haven't covered. I think the message is, you know, there's, there's some analogies. Let me think about it. Well, from a Medicare standpoint, I would remark it's similar discussion. You got to decide if you want a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement, a drug plan. Sit down with a licensed professional, have them shop different carriers in your area, look at your medication doctors, and pick what you like best. Similarly, in long-term care, let them show you some things. And ideally, they can show you different carriers and different things. Long-term care, depending on what you are. For example, if you've got plenty of life insurance, maybe a long-term care-specific policy is better for you. It'll be the more cost-effective way to address this problem. Where conversely, if, you, if, you're, if you're a little short on life insurance, maybe you combo these things up and you get a life insurance policy with a long-term care writer. It's an opportunity to fix that. So there's just, it, it, there's, there's, I call it tailoring. So I think the important thing is to visit with somebody and, uh, and consider your options and understand them and then select what you and or your partner like. Now, uh, one more thing before I let you go, Tom. I heard that another way to address this would be like a reverse mortgage. Uh, that is Which not are, in my area of expertise, but I can I can see how that would be the case. Great point. I, ha I have I have networked with licensed professionals in, in mortgage that could say that. So th I think to your point, in other words, that's a way, that's a financial vehicle. So you can take it out out of your, you can take the value out of your home, the financial value and kind of like a mortgage, you get this, this uh, annuity or a payment coming out of it. So I think you're right too. I personally don't do those solutions, but I guess to your point, that is an option. Mm -hmm. But I, but I think that's the thing right there. In other words, I perceive the solutions that I'm talking about are, so you don't have to do that. In other words, in the, ideally you can leave the home, the property, the 401k, whatever you got, ideally you don't have to have that consumed by your long-term care needs if you have one of these policies in place. Otherwise, I guess you could do that that mortgage, yeah, uh, the reverse mortgage and get the, the equity out of your home. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I just kind of, uh, I, I heard about that and it's like, well, yes, if you can do that instead of going to that point where they're going to take from you, mm -hmm. uh, that that but, would be a option. But that's still, to me, that's still, that's saying that your home is an asset and it has that cash value upon saying, what if you and your wife, like I've got one son, my, my wife and I, when we die, whatever home, property we have, he's going to get that and or he could sell it. Maybe he didn't, he didn't live in the same town. But if that's been consumed by a reverse mortgage, then there's, he's not getting anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of options and tricks that you have to watch out for. So mm -hmm. that's why people need to contact people like you, Tom. Yeah. Uh, is there any call to action for people today? Uh, my request is visit basie-insurance.com or connect with me on social media, either Tom Basie or Basie Insurance. Find me on their preferred social media platform and let's just connect, make the connection. And certainly through those, they can make an appointment or a phone call or something like that. They can they can hit a link there and get on my calendar. About it. And that's saying, I like to just visit. I talk about this stuff. So we're, it's not, a, it's, it's a no obligation, right? We don't even have to do a quote. They can just ask some of these questions too. But in theory, We'll discuss it, and then I can generate some numbers so they can get a feel for if they want it. Is it in the pricing form? Yeah, it's always wise to plan properly. Uh, my my cousin told me the seven P principle is proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. 
And I, I really take that at heart, you know, plan properly so we don't have to go through dreadful things in life. Yeah. Tom, I want to say thank you for returning and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for being on the Dead America podcast. Wonderful. I'm grateful to have this platform to be able to visit people. Thank you for hosting it. You have a good rest of your day. You also, sir. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon wherever you may be.